You are listening to episode 17 of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Last summer when we hosted our very first conference, one of the tracks was called the Exponential Designpreneur. It focused exclusively on the growth of designers beyond design. So a lot of the content was crafted around other avenues of income and visibility, like personal branding, working with sponsors, things like that, outside of the design community as well as within the design community. Translation, being an influencer. That was actually the beginning of the makings of this show because that was my aha moment when I realized that more of us understand that the world of design is changing, especially as it relates to the digital space. We're embracing the idea that you're either disrupting the old business model or you're the one being disrupted yourself. If you're someone who registered for the track and or you're listening to the show, then I have a sneaking suspicion you are ready to take risks so that you can take your passion as a designer and as an entrepreneur to a whole new level. So in this episode, I'm going to talk all about what it can look like to not only be a designer in the industry, but an influencer in the industry. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and I hope you guys are ready for the conversation we're going to have today because it's one that I think is kind of long overdue. A couple of years ago, an influencer, quote unquote, wasn't a thing. It wasn't a title. It was simply defined as someone who influences someone else's decisions. Literally, an influencer influences. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, however, there's influencer marketing, social media marketing, and an influencer is more accurately defined, and I got this definition off of the Googler, (laughs) as an individual who has the power to affect purchase decisions of others because of his or her authority, knowledge, position, or relationship with his or her audience. Now, this isn't a far leap from the original generic definition of influencing another individual, but what has really evolved is how there is a power to affect purchasing decisions and is simply based on not just hey I influenced my sister to purchase you know a top because she loved the way it looked on me but it's really showing up as an authority figure as someone who's knowledgeable as an expert you know that is what really has now taken being an influencer into this just whole new stratosphere Influencers are celebrities, bloggers, and industry thought leaders like you and I. As an interior designer, you're potentially already influencing your audience through your project portfolio, design tips, and your social media content. 
in addition to the clients that you're already working with because of your qualifications and your experience. Yes, you're a designer, but you're also an entrepreneur. So you understand that nothing is really scarce these days. With new technology, we have created an abundance of opportunities in our industry. To that end, you're also an innovator. And if you're listening to this episode, if you're, really, if you're listening to this show, that means you're seeing the bigger picture not only as a designer, but as an entrepreneur and an innovator, and now potentially as an influencer. On and offline, the world is ripe for opportunity, and we are capable of achieving so much more now than we ever were before with strategic partnerships and intentional planning. So how does everything I just said play into the role of you being a designer, you being an entrepreneur, and also you being an influencer? If you're an online interior designer like myself or an e-designer, then you already know the digital space is our playground. But even as someone who services in person and on site, you've noticed that things are slowly moving online a lot. That said, an argument can be made that we're all already influencers, Instagram stories, Facebook lives, blog posts, whatever it is that you put out into the interwebs for your audience to consume. If you've moved someone to change their thinking, to take some kind of action, you're an influencer. But now we're going to think bigger. Now let's think in terms of moving even more people of the aspirational differences that you could be making in someone's lives, um, in lives of hundreds and thousands of people even. Think about your favorite influencer. Chances are they're a personal brand. Maybe they're a designer, but they're also a brand ambassador. They're known for their presence just as much as they're known for their work. Is that the kind of influencer that you wanna be? If yes, great. It's time to put in some work. No, also great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep servicing clients one-on-one or whatever it is that you're doing, that's fine. The difference between the two is that while the latter is focusing really on the service, so a little bit more passive influencing, if you will, the former requires more than just design work. You have to be more than just a designer. I know, the nerve. But really, think about some of your favorite influencers in this industry. They are not just their craft. Chances are you are not just following them for their beautiful design work. Yes, that's part of it, but what else? Whether they are a micro or a macro influencer, and just to be clear, the difference between the two is really just the numbers, what are they doing that you're not doing? Don't worry, that wasn't a trick question because I'm going to tell you what they're doing that maybe you are doing, maybe you aren't doing, or you're doing a little bit, but not doing enough of whatever it is, here's what they're doing, and here is what is setting them apart from just being what their craft is. Number one, creating content. Influencers, like I said, can be celebrities, creators, industry experts, whatever. But what nearly all of them have in common is that they are consistently producing content for their audience to consume. Now, you may hear content and just automatically think a blog post, but content is all encompassing. 
I'm talking about blogging, podcasting, social media posts, webinars, email marketing, all of it falls under the umbrella of creating content. Influencers are finding new ways to connect with potential influencees. If that's not a word, we're going to pretend that is. <laughs> and they're doing so with more than just their website. So many platforms are already primed for you to use in addition to using your site. And again, we're talking about like Facebook, social media, other social media platforms, your email list and all that other stuff. All these platforms are at the ready so that you can be disseminating your influence by adding another layer of content to your repertoire. I'm not saying do all of them. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. But you can definitely lean into the ones that highlight your unique expertise. If you listen to the show's very first episode, then you'll remember I talked about how you needed to determine if your blog was working for you or against you. Same thing. Don't add something to your plate that's only going to slow you down. So if blogging isn't for you, try your hand at Instagram stories, Facebook lives, YouTube videos. You can utilize email marketing. And as you grow that list, you can cultivate a community of loyal fans who are ready to receive your influence. In addition to establishing your presence, creating content bolsters your credibility. So moral of the story, content is king. Number two, influencers are getting personal. They don't just pop up on your feed, tell you to do something, and then you do it. That's not what's happening. And help us all <laughs> if that was the case. Instead, your influence is a direct result of how you connect with your audience. It may sound a little cliche, and we've probably all heard it ad nauseum, but your authenticity, your relatability, your vulnerability, and your personality all go into your influence. As the saying goes, people buy from people, and influencer marketing is a testament to that. Does this mean that you have to strip down all your privacy barriers and share your entire life with the world? No, not if you don't want to. But what it does mean is that you can't talk at people. You have to be talking to them so that you can connect with them on some level. As a parent, as a newlywed, as an entrepreneur, as a minority, as a creative, whatever. Wherever you know that your audience is in their life, if, if that parallels with your own life, meet them there. Do so in a way that is comfortable for you, but you're going to have to get a little bit personal and not just throw your product and your service and information at them. It has to be a relationship that is reciprocated. Like with any relationship, there's a little bit of give and there's a little bit of take. And that involves a little bit of personality. Did you know that we have a shop? Yes, the design influence has a shop. Running your business is more than just beautiful mood boards and design projects. You have to be able to protect yourself, present your ideas in a clear way, protect your clients, get paid, outline your processes, all of this on top of the creative so that your business is always showing up as a clear, precise and effective machine. That is why we launched our template shop as well as the influence directory. 
in the template shop, you will find easy, ready to download and easy to customize templates. Everything from e-design contracts to proposals and briefs to get you started on really systemizing your business and clarifying your processes. The influence directory, on the other hand, gets a little bit deeper. It's a little bit more robust because it is an index of courses designed to help you maximize your expertise and influence. So from software to strategy, tools to tactics, I've pulled all of my knowledge and all of my resources to help you learn, connect, and thrive in your own designpreneur journey. Head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash resources to get started with some of our templates and also to sign up with some of the courses that will be rolling out later this year. See you on the other side. Now let's get back to the conversation. Number three diversifying your craft now we know you love design i love it too we're interior designers but what else being an interior designer your love of interior design can manifest in so many different ways as a business model but also when it comes to flexing your influence so going back to thinking about all the interior design influencers that we follow i know personally most of the ones i follow it's not actually for their designs they're beautiful don't get me wrong but it's for something else they give great business advice so they've created a course they excel at creating diy projects and so now they also have a thriving boutique they're amazing storytellers and now they have the published books to prove it. They have phenomenal personalities, and so you can find them on your favorite home shows. The point here is that they have taken their craft as an interior designer, and they have diversified it. And not just passive income and all this other stuff, but they have found exciting ways to profit and serve. No one said you can't do both, not if you're smart. While there's nothing wrong with solely being a service provider, in the same way that we can diversify our service offerings, exploring your options as an influencer means exploring alternative ways to share your talents. So brand ambassadorships, speaking engagements, licensed product lines, all of those and so much more can be ways that you're leveraging your skills and your expertise as an interior designer in addition to still providing one-on-one client services. After you've played around with a few ideas, you might even find that you excel at one far more than the other, and that opens you up to a whole other new world of possibilities. Last, but definitely not least, influencers are establishing a community. And I want to preface this by saying community is not to be confused with followers because the two are not synonymous, even though they're often and haphazardly used interchangeably. Your followers are just that, people who hit the follow button on your social network platform. There's no real connection between you and them, and they're just a number, to be completely honest. Your community, on the other hand, They're the people who not only follow you, but engage with you. They want what you're giving, whether it's your free advice or your paid service. They are looking for your help, your expertise, 
your personality. They're going to cheer you on, buy your things, and tell all their friends about you. They're the ones that are tagging you in posts, replying your emails, and commenting on everything you share. Your community equals your influence. Your community is really where your influence begins to flourish because it's organic. These are your people. And through your community, you're cementing your perceived influence because these are the people who were once strangers and now they're screaming from the mountaintops on your behalf. They're sharing with anyone who listen how you changed their life in one way or another, how you made them try a new product or how you influenced them to do something they hadn't previously considered. Someone with a following of 1 million may only have an actual community of 1,000, while your following of 10,000 yields you a community of 5,000. Think about it. How connected do you feel to the influences that you follow that have millions of other followers versus the ones that you follow who only have a couple thousand? It's way easier to sift through 10,000 people than it is to sift through the noise of 1 million. I know I couldn't do it. it's, It's so much easier to connect and establish that authentic community. And again, those are the people who, without you even asking, will establish your influence for other people to now become part of your community as well. Now, which of these four things are you already doing? Are you creating content, getting personal, diversifying your craft, and or establishing a community. Because if you answered yes to any combination of these, then you're already on your way to developing the presence that's needed to set you apart as an influencer. Now, let me warn you, you're gonna have loads of people who turn their noses down at doing anything, or is it turn their noses up? You get my point. (laughs) Who turn their nose up at doing anything more than simply servicing clients. But there is an undeniable power of pursuing more if that is what you want. For a second, I want you to just kind of nerd out with me over some numbers that I think are really going to set off a light bulb when it comes to the way you think about influencer marketing. 49% of consumers depend on influencer recommendations. Influencer marketing campaigns earn $6.50 for every dollar spent. Influencer marketing is the fastest growing online customer acquisition method. Major brands plan to increase spending on influencer marketing. The influencer marketing industry is expected to hit 10 billion with a B, 10 billion dollars by the year 2020. 74% of people trust social networks to guide their purchasing decisions. Influencer marketing marketing (laughs) has surpassed print marketing. 60% of consumers have been influenced by social media and or a blog while shopping at a store. These are just a few numbers, guys. And in case you're wondering, in the show notes, I will leave the source for all of the information that I've referenced today so that you can kind of geek out and read a little bit more on your own. But, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. 
If you read our latest blog post on the lessons I learned from the Fire Festival documentaries, then you know that one of those lessons was that influencer marketing works. For better or worse, it is here to stay. It's not going anywhere for a really, really, really long time. And that isn't to say you have to be an influencer. Again, the title of this show is The Power of Presenting Yourself as an Influencer If You Want To. But I want you to keep in mind that there isn't only a monetary value in exploring influencer status, but like with any new endeavor, there's definitely way more value add as long as you're willing to put in a little bit of elbow grease. So now I want to hear from you. What could being an influencer mean for you? If that is something that you're looking to explore, if you already aren't, how would you like to be an influencer? I mean, you listen to this episode for a reason. You're listening to this show for a reason. Something tells me that you are attracted to this world of influencer marketing. So I would love to know why. Are you looking for new ways to serve, but you don't want to be beholden to client work? Because I get it. I get it. Are you just excited at the thought of creating more content and creating in other ways that aren't held to just a project? You love being creative. I get it too. Or is it something else altogether? I would love to know where you land on this topic. But before that, before you tag me with what it means to you, how you want to be an influencer and all of that, I would also love to know How do you define being an influencer as a consumer and as a creator? What is your definition of an influencer? Over on Facebook and on Instagram, I want you to either take a screenshot while you're listening or find the corresponding post to this episode and let me know in the comments. You can also shoot me a DM or an email, but I love it when you guys leave comments because then other people comment on the comments and a whole other conversation can start to take place. I think on some level, whether we want to admit it or not, and I get it because the title influencer is one that, I mean, it's thrown around all willy-nilly and it's become synonymous with fame and money and all these other things. But I believe that on some level, we are all influencers. Last year's conference, we actually had a panel that talked simply about being an influencer. And that was the one thing that all of the ladies on the panel agreed on. If you have moved someone to make a decision, even though the word itself can be a little tricky, if you have moved someone in some way to make a choice, to buy an item, to look at something differently in a way that they hadn't previously considered, you are an influencer. So again, I would love to hear from you. I would love to know where you land on this topic. Thank you again for hanging out with me today. If you haven't already subscribed, definitely do so. I mean, you're coming back every week. So just go ahead and subscribe. Let's make it official. And if you haven't left a rating or a review, that would really make my day because that is the only way I know how I'm doing. That's the only way I know what you think about the show. And that's the only way I'll know what you want more of. So subscribe, rate, review, share with your design bestie, and take a screenshot while you're listening. Tag me at The Design Influence. You can even tag me personally at Albie Knows. I'm totally okay with that. But I really appreciate you making me part of your day. And now I want you to go forth and create your own influence. I'll see you guys in the next show. Bye.